This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the day to all of you. I always love to talk social media. Because I've said time, not once, not twice, not even a hundred times, many more. Social media is your town hall to fill your findability, for your visibility, to do promotional things, to support your, you, your book, any other products you have coming along, any events you're doing. Social media is always an integral part. With me today, and it's been, it's been way too long. Sometimes I forget how good some people are and I don't get them back right again. It's been way too long that, uh, that we've had Jules Marie on who has got a, multiple hats she wears. And not only is she a pro in social media, she also has PR in her DNA and which is also critical in the social media components. Jules, uh, Jules will talk about the company and how she works with clients, but actually what I want to do is just do a giant leap into it because we're dealing with someone who is a certified digital marketing strategist. She's a certified social media manager. She is known as a fixer. And if you have a limp social media program in your midst or you are just in unbelievable overwhelm, we've got the antidote for you right here now. So right now, let's just jump in. Welcome, Jules, back to the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing program. Thank you, Judith. Glad to be here. All right. So where do we start? Where, where really should an author whether they're a newbie, green, right in the beginning, or they're, you know, going along and maybe they're, it's not doing so well, or maybe they think they're a rock star, how can they become a platinum star? How's that sound for a lead? That's a, that's a big question, and that's probably the one everybody asks me in one form or another, is how can I shine on social media? That's really it. How can I shine on social media? All right. Where do we start? So uh, I have about a thousand ideas swirling through my mind right now, which I'm going to try to synthesize for you. Um, but I think that during this time, all or most of the authors that I work with have asked me, you know, what should I be posting right now? We're in a pandemic. Um, what should I be saying to my people? How can I attract more people? Um, how can I, you know, how can my book look like it's relevant to them? Um, how can I post and not, you know, look like I'm insensitive to this crisis that we're in? So all of those questions are valid. And it all comes down to, again, how can I shine right now? And also have compassion 
for what we are all experiencing. That, that's the important thing to remember for social media. We're all experiencing the same kinds of feelings. And so we do want to be sensitive with what we're, we're putting out there right now, whether images, content, videos, stories. We really want to be compassionate in everything that we post. Does that make sense to kind of get a beginning idea of? Oh, oh absolutely. I, I think compassion should always be leading the way. Actually, in COVID or non-COVID times, you know, I, I think that the empathy, compassion buttons are huge in my um, uh, my agenda to do for people um, and listening and all that. And I think maybe that one of the things that's really important on social media, especially today, is you're not shouting all the time. Don't shout out. Don't, it's not buy me, buy me, buy me. It's really about connecting. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And and also with the thought is that there is really, I know everybody has noticed how much negativity there is on social media. So you can be a positive force during this time, you being the author. Um, whatever business that you're in, it's up to us to be a positive force. So when I'm scrolling through my news feed, you know, it's all coming in. What stops me is going to be what makes me laugh, what inspires me, a beautiful photo. So, you know, there's a lot of competition in social, right? So how do you stop me from scrolling? How do you get people to pay attention to what it is that you put out there? So think of think of what's in the whole news feed, not just what your competitors are doing, but, you know, what's in that news feed and how can I post something that people are going to stop and look at? That That's, that's the key to no matter what type of business you're in. So... So another important thing I want to say is that um, I did a little statistic searching because I knew that the that the usage of social media was high, and I found a lot of references today. But a main one I would reference because we've all heard of it is Harris Poll. Harris Poll found that 48% of um, adults in the United States were using social media more since the outbreak. So that is a huge increase. That's nearly 50%. That is more than you ever see. In anything, people are home more. They're working remotely. Um, they're wasting time on social media, or they're using it more for their company at home. Whatever, whatever it is, the the percentage is up by fifty percent, and that is pretty high. So you also want to appeal to people who are online more, and again, um, be compassionate in your message. So, so I would I break up um, I break up my uh, post ideas really for every client into two parts. What is promotional and what is non-promotional? So promotional is what's about me, what's about my book, what's about my event, what's about my offer. It's all about what it is that has a dollar sign attached to it. This is a post that has the potential to make me money. I call those promotional posts, buy posts. As Judah said, buy, buy, buy. We don't want to see buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. And then we have non-promotional, and we'll talk about non-promotional posts as well. But before we get into that, I want you all to ask yourself this. Do you have a marketing strategy? Do you have a strategy, or are you just saying, oh, well, I haven't posted for a few days. I'm going to go write something. A strategy tells you 
what platform you're going to use and how often you're going to post, and most importantly, what your messaging is going to be. What am I writing about? And that's when you start to break it into promotional and non-promotional. But if you don't have a strategy, you're not going to, you're going to be disinclined to post. You won't have any interest in it. And you'll say, well, I don't feel like it. And so then what I say to people I coach is like, well, if you don't feel like it, use a scheduling tool. They're free. They're available on Facebook. There are free tools for Instagram and Facebook. If you don't feel like it, then promise yourself you'll sit down for an hour, maybe two a month, and you'll schedule everything out for the next month, maybe just one, two, or three posts a week. But at least you've got it done. Because if you're just going to sit down once in a while, that's not a strategy. It's probably not going to convert for you, meaning it won't make you money. And so then it won't be relevant. And if people don't click on it, like it, share it, if there's no engagement, then Facebook doesn't deliver it to people who might matter to you, to people who you want to see it. So by using social media consistently, you do appear relevant. And Facebook, Instagram, the platforms, basically they open up the algorithm to more people so that they will be able to see what you've written. So you want this engagement. And by posting once a week, you're just not going to get that kind of engagement. You know, it, it does always amaze me about these people who do just once a week. I, I mean, I know some that think once a month is enough. Um, right. And that here's the strategy. It, when, when Jules asked, do you have a marketing strategy? The answer is yes. I don't want to do it. That's your strategy. You don't want to participate. You don't want to be involved. You don't want to be visible. That's my take on it, Jules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm hard well, on, you know, I'm blunt with people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what, you know, I, I just, like I said, when I started, I have a thousand ideas swirling through my head. You know, Judith says, let's just focus on social media and what we can be posting right now. And then my mind opened up even more ideas because it's important that, I mean, there are seven days in a week, but I have enough different ideas to cover every single day of the month. I can post out for the next quarter, I have a lot of ideas, and they all come around what I think of as theme. I say to people, well, what theme are you posting about? Okay, so let's look at those. So I have promotional and non-promotional. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about the promotional post. People say, I don't know how to write about me. I don't know what to say about me. I'm not very good at that. I wrote a book. Everything I wrote is in the book. Why don't they just read the book? And I say, well, you have to post about the book. You've got to let people know about you and the book and your process, what that was like for you. You want to make a connection with people, and you're doing it online, right? You've done it through the book. Now you need to make that real for people. So in terms of the strategy, let's say, okay, if you're an author, here's my strategy for you, okay? My minimum strategy would be, that you post at least three times a week on Facebook and that you post at least three times a week on Instagram. You heard me pause. I would like you to post every day if possible, but I, I would accept three, three times a week on each channel if you're also willing to use video. Okay, video, some sort of live, some sort of movement is very important on social. People want to see you. Okay, maybe you're sitting in a chair and you're reading from your book or you're taking a walk and you're doing a live video on Instagram. You're using IGTV. 
Okay, so let's uh, hold on because we're going to take our first break here. But I think that people, a lot of them don't, aren't even sure what they, what they can do and what they can't do on Instagram. I mean, that's a whole nother animal. But, but three times the minimum, I hear that. But let's get into it a little bit more when we come back on this, on the minimal and then how to expand that. Okay, great. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at AuthorU.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is social media expert Jules Marie. Uh, Jules is based, you're in Boulder, are you not Jules? Or just, uh, which, yes, close, which, close which, by Boulder, I'm in Louisville. Louisville, Colorado. So Colorado, we we call the whole Denver metro area covers everything kind of between we're there and then Fort Collins is way north and then we have the Springs, Colorado Springs is way south. So we cover those are the big cities and then we have all these other guys in between. But one of the I, I think the eye opening is that 48 percent, according to the Harris poll, Harris poll, 48 percent. Uh, the population is using more social media. So that means you better be included in there. And I, I think it's also really important that you've got to get off this bandwagon where it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready to use social media, three to get ready to use social media, three to get ready to use, I mean, boring, do it, start. Mm-hmm. So so I love what Jules is talking about with the let's let's get back to the minimal of what we should doing. So if we look at the main the main players because there is a gazillion social media platforms. But you mentioned Facebook at least 3 times. I heard you mention Instagram 3 times and and you were just kissing YouTube. 
You know, mm-hmm. the viewership on YouTube is humongous. Mm-hmm. Right. I did sort of skip over that. There are so many social media platforms. It's not just Facebook. So uh, LinkedIn is a business platform. They allow you – it's not just a job networking platform as it was initially created to be. You can actually write blogs on LinkedIn if you don't have a blog in your own site. If you don't have a website, you can use LinkedIn. It holds all of the information about you, and it allows you to post updates like any other channel, and it uses hashtags, uh, and you can write articles on it, blog-type articles. Uh, mm-hmm. The other business platform is Google My Business, uh, very important to be using. By using Google My Business, it's what puts you on the Google map and gets you search engine exposure. Um, also, Twitter. Twitter is like a micro blogging news channel, all right? Everything that has anything to do with the news, you'll see on Twitter. You'll see a little bit on Facebook, but you'll see all of it on Twitter. If there's a a show on, people are making comments on Twitter. Uh, Of course, uh, then there are the either YouTube or Vimeo. So the popularity, I'd have to look the numbers up. uh, The popularity of YouTube is on the rise. More and more people are using video or they're using movement. On Instagram, you can load your videos, and it plays through what's called IGTV, Instagram TV. Um, you can do Facebook Live videos. There's so many different ways to add movement. You can create, like, those little GIFs, right, or memes that have animation in them. So this is all about finding ways to stopping, stop the scroll, as I mentioned earlier. How do we get people to stop and look at what we have? Well, sometimes... It's a moving image that stops for 10 seconds. It just automatically plays in the Facebook news feed. So, mm. so those are primary. Well, Pinterest, Pinterest is another. Um, mm, currently, none of my clients use Pinterest. I go there for ideas. I go there looking for quotes, uh, things that are unusual. But none of my clients post there. Um, Initially, I did. Several years ago, I posted for them there, but I never saw conversions. I didn't see things getting bought through Pinterest. Um, so it's not one that I, I, though I'm familiar with and I have my own personal page, I don't manage any business pages for that. So if mm. you're going to use it, explore these different platforms. Like where, where's the best place to put your message? Is it, is it Instagram? That's, that's kind of what I use for images more so than Pinterest. Um, is it Twitter? What, what is it that you're going to use? What are you focused on? Maybe you're just going to use LinkedIn for business and Facebook for personal. Mm-hmm. So, so I, in your strategy, this is what, what you have to choose before you even begin to decide what you're going to post. I, I have a question about uh, cross-pollinating. That, um, and one of the things that I found that I'm seeing some pickup on is if people will take, whether it's their blog or, or a blog, which could have become the article, for example, on LinkedIn, to actually drop it in on Medium. You, you have a free account on Medium and you uh-huh. op- open up other channels that way. But what's the safety factor of, of cross-pollinating where you just go ahead, okay, I'm going to post this. This belongs on Facebook. It belongs on Twitter. Certainly it belongs on LinkedIn using your different hashtags and stuff. Uh, is that a good or a bad idea? Uh, it's a good idea. Um, I, I paused because 
I rarely write the exact same thing on every single platform. What I write on Facebook is not, say I'm using the same image on Facebook and Instagram. What I write on Instagram is friendlier, more open, more engaging, more emotionally driven. Um, it's got more storytelling flavor to it. It's longer. There's loads of hashtags. Up to 30 hashtags can be used on Instagram. Um, Facebook, Facebook likes you to use three lines. Anything over three lines, you'll see the dot, 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 where then somebody has to click on it to read it all, right? So I, I tend to keep a lot of my Facebook posts shorter just so they can be seen as they're being scrolled through. If a person's got to click on it, that's a whole other thing. You want them to see your message. So Instagram messages for me are much longer and more touching, I guess is a good way to put it, than a Facebook message. And certainly so, not what I would write on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is 100% business-oriented for me. So how long is uh, of uh, Instagram posts? For example, we've got 280 characters is our limit, which it sounds like almost that is like Facebook is what I'm hearing before you get the dot, dot, dot. Am I, am I right? Or right. is there any... Is that about? Is that correct? Okay. For well, Facebook, that's good. it is three lines. When you're creating an ad, they won't let you go over three lines. A post you can write as long as you want, but the attention span on Facebook is shorter than Instagram, right? And to read the content on Instagram, you have to click the image for the content to open. Otherwise, you're just going to first see the image. Facebook is content-driven and then the image. Instagram is image-driven and then the content. All right, so I think a lot of people, Jules, are unaware that the uh, Facebook is less attention span. I mean, everyone I know that who goes up on Facebook gets sucked into it. Maybe they're jumping around and looking at all these different things. But <laughs> where, where that Instagram, mm-hmm. you're saying Instagram, how, how long is a post on Instagram? I mean, I certainly understand you're so, you know, you do images like crazy, and I certainly am tuned into the 30 hashtag deal. Uh, they vary. I saw a post the other day. Um, it caught my eye, which is surprising because, uh, first of all, I said, I'm just going to say I'm vegetarian. And the post is of a burger. And the photo was just so beautiful. <laughs> it's just so funny to me to see this. But, you know, just because I don't eat it doesn't mean I don't appreciate the photo. It was gorgeous. I took a screenshot of it and sent it to one of my clients. I said, you got to look at this. This is how beautiful and simple an Instagram post can be. And then on mm-hmm. the other hand, I was working with a pizza company, and uh, we wrote a very lengthy post um, based on uh, making dough, making the pizza dough, and how they were influenced by um, making pizza with their mother growing up in Italy. So it was a very long story, which would that did not get the same traction on Facebook. It was posted on both platforms. So it, it so- could be a whole story. It can be one sentence and a beautiful uh, juicy looking hamburger. <laughs> so, so what I'm what I'm seeing has happened with Instagram, the evolution of Instagram, where in in its original days it was just all these quick images. Da 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 da. Now with the stories coming in, you, I, I mean, I'm a foodie, so I look at, at whole shows can evolve on Instagram the way they can roll them out, that taking mm-hmm. them through a recipe and cooking. That's what I've seen, which is very different from its initial days. Right, because now with on Instagram, if you are 
if you have a page that has over 10,000 viewers, it gives you so many more options. That's when you'll see a post that says wipe up. And when you swipe up, it'll take you to a website or a video, like you're saying. <laughs> but me, the average person mm. who doesn't have a lot of followers, I... don't have those options. That is options. All right, so I have, uh, you mentioned, um, and I think I'd like to get into it just a little bit before we jump on our next break, but when Google Plus went away, people just, they all know that Google's, uh, you know, the godfather of search engines, but when Google Google Plus went away, they kind of forgot about it. So you've re-mentioned the uh, Google, uh, uh, my I think it's My Business. Google My Business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can you talk about that a little bit? Um, sure, absolutely. Uh, let's see, I'm going to... Okay, <laughs> so in the past year, let me say this, in the past year, I have moved all of my clients onto Instagram, and I've moved all of them to Google My Business. Because when Google Plus went away, Google Plus wasn't very successful. It was Google's attempt no. at creating something like Facebook. Yes. Um And so with Google My Business, the simplest way to put it is that when when you, the first thing you have to do is claim your business on Google. They actually send you a postcard with a code on it that you have to enter onto the Google page in order to verify that you really do exist. To get on a Google map, you have to prove that you really are in a certain location. So I have a post office box that verifies my P.O. box so I didn't have to give my address where I work. And I, if you go and search for me, the Google map will open up and show you that I'm in Louisville. And Mm -hmm. it opens up a whole dashboard for me where I can start posting. The reason why we want to use Google My Business and post to it is because every word we use on a Google My Business post feeds the search engine. So if I'm somebody who teaches social media classes, and you're looking for a social media teacher, you're going to go to the Google search box and you're going to say, or Bing, wherever you go, whatever you feed to Google shows up on other search engines. So you're going to go to your search box and you're going to search for social media teacher near Boulder. I'm probably Mm -hmm. going to show up because I've written a post that says, I'm a social media teacher and a coach near Boulder, Colorado, because I know from my research that's what you're probably going to be searching for. Mm-hmm. And I want to show up. So I use, if I put it in Facebook, it doesn't matter to the search engine. It does, yes, it does. It, the social media platforms do matter to the search engine. So what matters more is something like Google My Business. I get so many views showing from Google My Business. You don't build fans. You don't build friends. You know, there's none of that. It's all about views, how many times somebody saw your post or saw your image. Um, I work with a realtor who we had 1,600 views of a post that I wrote over a month-long period. I think they do it over 28 days. That was huge because people are looking for something like new, affordable condominiums near Boulder, Colorado. Exactly. All right. So let's hold that thought. We're going to take one more break. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. I'm Judith Bryles, the Book Shepherd, and with me is Jules Marie. This is Your Guide to Book Publishing. 
Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at TogiNet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcasts. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hi, with me is Jules Marie, and we're talking about a lot of stuff, social media. And we just, as we went to our segment, we were talking about Google My Business. So I'm going to encourage all of you to just go into the magic Google, the Google as I call it, and um, and just put in the search words, you know, how to uh, participate in Google My Business or whatever your words are and get going and request the postcard for verification that you are alive and well and then start doing promo out there. So do you have a couple of tips that once you become on Google My Business, what you should be pushing out? I mean, you gave a sample of, you know, your social media coach near Boulder, Colorado or something that, that they would look in, I think, is something like that you said. Right. Right. Whatever, and let me just to, to kind of wrap up the Google conversation, whatever you post, I Google my business, it's often, I, I'll go back and look at my best, most engaged Facebook posts of the week, and I'll paste that, I'll copy and paste that content right onto my Google my business post. Because if it did really well out of my other social channels, it probably really resonated with people. And so by using it on Google my business, I'm not only trying to feed the search engines. Every single post isn't like social media, social media, social media. It doesn't always say that. It's not obvious. I shake it up. 
But I do want to use a variety of words that will ultimately lead people to me. So when you write a post on Google My Business, you get a post box, a content box that looks just like the one on Facebook. There's a place to add an image, a place to put your URL. It's very easy to use. So like Judith said, um, go on to Google and Google how do I get started with Google My Business, and up will pop a link that says Get Started. All right. Sounds, it sounds great to me. And I love the idea that, that all of you will be able to pop. Um, Google will recognize who and what you are. And, and you're going to get more credit when people are doing searching. You know, you don't want to be on page 10 when you first show up. All right. So, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into, um, another arena. Uh, dealing with a promo. One of the things I did want to say that I found was really effective, Jules Marie, is just, and it goes, I think, with what you opened with, with compassion. Um, and inspiration is start creating quotes, creating posters. Uh, whether you use Canva for some little bit pizzazz, there's a free version. Um, I also like Book Brush. There's a free version on Book Brush, too, which is very cool that you can do. And just start putting those out and, and just let people chew on them and noodle them. And the other thing I want to say, if you're doing posters and you've got these words embedded on your poster, please make sure that you retype them in the message because Google doesn't read those embedded things on a poster. you got to rewrite it and get your hashtags in. My two bits. My two bits. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with Judith, and also I'm going to have to do a a reverse plug here. You have to, anybody listening, you have to be sure you're getting Judith's newsletter. So I have used many of her tips uh, for the authors that I work with. One of my favorite ones is um, comparing yourself to another author. Um, So let's say you write a thriller, okay? You might say something like... um, if you mm. like uh, John Grisham, you'll love my new book, a thriller exactly. about such and such and such. So she exactly. has given incredible tips on the newsletter that I've used that I see work and get engagement. And that's one of my favorite right there. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, when I started doing those for my clients and just pushing them out is that people say, <laughs> I have to go out and get permission. I say, you don't. You are promoting them, too. You're putting their mm-hmm. book up. But you're saying, are you a fan of John Griffin? Or um, if you love uh, political thrillers, discover blah, 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 blah. And and you just mm-hmm. do a whole series. So part of your infrastructure, all of you, for your social media, when you're starting to do a marketing campaign, is that mm-hmm. you're really going to go forward. And you, who are your competitors? Who are comparable authors? Um, and, and there's a whole strategy to drill down and, and do some things here, but I'm just saying make posters. It's, it's not about buy me, buy me, buy me. It's discover me. It's mm-hmm. discover. If you love this, discover this over here. All right. Mm-hmm. Jump on. Yes. I, I and, love doing those and, little things. And the quotes, it actually quotes I use. I post a quote every single week and it, they get engagement. Quotes get shared. They might not get commented on them, but you'll see they get shared. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're generally pretty positive, okay? And they're generally they don't include any typos. I don't like sharing a post that has mistakes in it. And so I notice quotes are usually correct. The other thing I like about quotes is 
When you create your own quotes, you can add your brand to it. Judith mentioned Canva. That is a free, there's a paid version, but it's a free tool that you can use to create beautiful quotes that you can also add your own logo to. So anything that you create, even if somebody else said it, you put their name under the, the quote, but you add your logo maybe to the bottom left corner so that if it gets shared out there, your name is also getting shared. That's an important part of what to do correctly when you're creating your own quotes. Quotes are every, I do them all, I do them every week for every client. Well, I also think, you know, adding on to the quotes that you are a writer, all of you. And and many of you have already written a book, you're in the process of writing a book, or you've written a zillion books, that why not go in and pull some juicy lines from your books? Um, and you could, it, it, then you can put your name down, you know, hyphen with your name, um, author of, and then from the book, and maybe you could even put the little, a smaller book cover or something. And I mean, you just keep carrying it. But just people, you know, I call that, you know, creating stuff that's chewy. I love chewy stuff that people think mm-hmm. about. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> right, and you, you put that quote up there, and then in the content box, you write what that quote says or what it means to you or, hey, this was in, you know, this is in Chapter 4 of my book. And you can always include a link to where that book can be purchased. So that's a quote that says something about your book that's more on the promotional side of things. You can also do a non-promotional quote that's just about um, some other author that you like, something that you've read that you think is beautiful, and then you put your brand on there. So whether it's about your book or something else, quote, there's so many different ways to do a quote that, that just really work. So be sure to use them. Um, and then the other thing are questions, especially now during the pandemic. You, If you want to ask questions about, you know, what, are, what have you found, you know, how are you occupying your time, what are you doing, are you reading more than usual, what's your favorite book? Get something started about what other kinds of books people like. You know, what if they mention an author who's someone, you know, in a category similar to yours? You might use that author's name in the future. Hey, someone likes this book and it's similar to mine. So asking questions is a way to get engagement. You've got to find ways to get people to not just scroll by your post. but And if they like it, that's great. But if they put a heart on it or a happy face, that's even a little bigger reaction. Facebook likes to see more than just the thumbs up. Um, and they like to see comments. They like to see shares. Because the more that you do, the more relevant the post appears. And the more times the post gets shared, which is likely to happen with a quote, the, then that means that Facebook only allows your post to be seen by about 20% of the people. So by having a post get shared, that increases that 20%. It might bump it up to 25 or 30%. So you want to use these inspirational posts to help not only to inspire your readers, okay, but to increase that algorithm that we're all struggling to beat past that little 20% that our fans are likely to see our posts. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just think it's this great bay, and, and I know I went through a, a, a really kind of a health, a health whammy here, um, and I all of a sudden words, think of your own words, the things that happen, but I just, it, the first line was, a whammy has hit you, and then mm-hmm. I went through just several 
quick little lines on it. And um, that is, so it's a new day. It's a new day to regroup. Um, it's a new day to go forward. It's your new day. That's all I did. I had got more response. Yeah. And I made three different versions of it. So I put one on, one will, uh, is on my e-zine because a lot of people don't know what happened to me, but e-zine this, uh, 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 this week. And then I put it out on another Twitter blog I did and I just put it out on my social media going on. And so the question now, here's what the thing is. So the question that you could put out as part of your message, what whammies have hit you and what did you do to move forward? Something like that. Um, Right. Because it's a personal connection. We want to know about you. You want to know about your people. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The questions are super powerful. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So those kind of things. All right. So we're going to have, we've got about two more minutes before our next break, and then we have 12 minutes before we say adios. So what other nuggets do you have toward this, this really, this social media marketing during COVID times, or actually just during times, just during times? You've evolved, uh, Jules Marie, through, through a lot, uh, as you, mm-hmm. as a professional, um, that, you know, what's, what's different? Really, how about this? What's different about social media today? Well, the biggest piece about uh, social media now is the increase in usage. That's what's really driving sales on uh, across the whole digital space because people aren't going to as many stores. They're clicking that shop now button that they're seeing online that didn't used to appear before. We used to see more like learn more or send a message, but now everything seems to have a call-to-action button that says, uh, buy me, basically, shop now. I also, on Facebook, I see a lot of sponsored posts that say, get offer. So I see offers being used uh, more than I've ever seen. I've clicked on some. It says, get it for free, pay shipping. I've gotten some nice things just by paying four ninety nine shipping. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so more than ever, I've seen offers, um, which are they're not. They might be an ad as well, but an offer is going to be something that's heavily discounted. Okay, so hold that thought. We're going to take our final break. We'll be right back with Jules Marie and more social media strategies. <laughs> This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy. Build your brand and platform and is a success. 
a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, with me is Jules Marie, and we're just really going over some basics, but yet here's what's happening in social media and why you need to fine-tune uh, really where you are. Her website's called 33 Words uh, because she's a master at writing and copying yourself. So, Jules Marie, before we jump into this last section, tell them a little bit about um, your website and what you do. Oh, thanks for asking, Judith. I, so my website is under 33words.us, 33 words, because I love words, and uh, I was 33 when I was pregnant with my daughter, so that's how I came up with that name, and uh, I've been in this industry now for about seven years. I got certified in social media through Boulder Digital Arts and also Colorado Free University. And in addition to having my own business where I manage social media for clients once we've created that strategy, I also teach social media classes uh, while they're all now available via Zoom, but they're through the Boulder Valley School District and also Denver. And um, those are all online now. But everything that has anything to do with social media, I either offer a class on or I've offered a class on. So I've uh, really built my career around knowing as much as I can about how everything uh, interacts digitally online. Mm-hmm. All right. So that I'm going to encourage all of you, as she said, it's just, you know, the usual, it, well, you can put www or just 3333words.us and you'll find Jules right. Marie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So we wanted to, um, we were talking about quotes and I think we covered a lot of variables where I encourage, I want to encourage all of you to really get into the quote machine because it, it's easy peasy. They're great fillers. You can use them over and over and over again, which is the best. 
So Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you're having a no brainer day, which we all have, this is where you can just, it just, it, 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 it gives your visibility. You're still visible out here. You're still having words of wisdom. And it doesn't matter if you posted this a month ago. Don't worry about that. But you do want to build an inventory. I would encourage all of you to do that. All right. So where are we going now, Jules? Uh, we are going to talk about interface between your social media platforms and your website. Perfect. And the reason, the reason I think this is important is because people will come to me and they're trying to establish a social media presence, right? Like an author wants to create an author platform. And I say, okay, well, let's take a look at your website. And then I go and look at the website and then I start <laughs> I get a little frustrated because I'm like, the images are missing, or there's not enough content, or there's no blog on the page, there's no link to the social platform. So I want to just talk a little bit about what your website needs to have in order to be optimized, meaning it's got to work seamlessly with social media. Because when you go to post something on, say, Facebook, you're going to add a link to uh, something on your website, right? Well, that link it has to be right. If the link is not right when you post it on Facebook, maybe it it doesn't show an image or it doesn't show any kind of a description. So remember, if you want to stop the scroll, it's that link on your website has to be correct. So let's just take a couple things that you can do, talk about a couple things you can do to make sure your website is operating uh, optimally. Um First of all, when I go to your website on your home page, here's the thing. Judith said this earlier. Google can't see images. Google sees words. Google sees letters, right? So if you're an artist or an author, let's say you've just got a copy of your book on the front page with one paragraph, that's not enough. Google needs to see more content on that page because if, if any search engine goes to your page and there's just one paragraph, I promise you there are not enough keywords for that search engine to figure out what your website's about. The website's never going to go in and crawl your other pages if it doesn't get past the home page. So the number one failing I see on a home page is there is not enough or any content. I've worked with artists who have all their art, like 16 images of their art, and there's no content on the page. So, so they don't index. They don't, they're not going to show up in a search. Because there's nothing for Google to see. So, that, so that's the first important thing is to get words on your home page. All right? I'd like to add, make sure that there are words that tie to your expertise. Right in the very mm-hmm. that first paragraph, I want to make sure you tie that to your expertise or mm-hmm. what your theme is and what you're about because that Google loves that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it it's 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 like having hashtags without having the hashtags. Just please do right. that, everybody. It's so the the point she's making is is it absolutely clear what your website's about? I found websites and I'm like. What are you doing? What are you selling? What is this about? What is your call to action? I need to see a call to action. Remember, it's something like 65% of people use a mobile device to access a website, right? It's changed a little since they're home now and have a computer, right? But uh, most, more than half of your people are looking on a phone. So when they go, so you need to go look at your website on a phone. You need the very most important information to be that top element on your website. No matter, no matter what, 
So that if I'm looking on my tiny little screen, the first thing I see is usually going to be an image, right, your logo. And then under it needs to tell me what you do. I need to know what you do. I don't need a quote that you love from some other writer because you've just used precious real estate to put up a quote from another writer. Maybe that needs to go at the bottom of your homepage. But I need to know at the very beginning what's your purpose, what's your call to action. Schedule a call with me, look at my book, see my current events. Those are call to action buttons. So that's, that's got to be on that. I know I'm sounding a little passionate. Some people would say intense, but I'm serious about the website. That homepage is your real estate. And you know what? I am loving that you're saying this because I see some beautiful homepages and I'm going, what's this about? Um, and you've just, I mean, unless you're such an, an amazing celebrity that you're just, everyone knows your name, <laughs> you need some, you, you need mm-hmm. some fillers, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and your, and your website, another really important piece on that homepage is some way for them to sign up to get your newsletter. You own the, when somebody signs up for your newsletter, you own their name. Okay, it goes into your newsletter file. All right, so that is something that cannot be taken away from you. They've signed up. They want your information. So having a newsletter sign up is really important. If you, so in addition to that, right, that's a whole, that's a, a, a piece that's on your website. The other thing's that lead magnet. You know how when you go to a website, up pops a little mm-hmm. square? That's mm-hmm. called a lead magnet. That is a little different. It still goes into your newsletter sign up. But now in a lead magnet, they're offering you something in exchange for signing up. Right. Right? It might be get a free coaching session with Judith Bryles. That would be a lead magnet. She is giving this away in order to get your contact information. All right? But in her newsletter sign-up, it just says, hey, stay in touch with Judith Bryles' um, daily tips or something. Right? That, there's no giveaway with that. So those are ways you capture the contact information that you own, and you and it, as it bring, it's brought into your <laughs> newsletter file. That that is really important because now you can communicate with those people with what's going on. Right. So the other thing is, I want to add on here: if you're going to do a newsletter or easing, like every Wednesday, I have a full blown easing. I always have a new tool on it. I always got what events are going on. I always have a funny because I always like to end something with a funny, um, an insight. There's always something personal for me every Wednesday. You know, from rain, shine, sleet, snow, holiday. It's irrelevant. It's going to show up on Wednesday. So that's something that you could do to get that deal. If you're going to do what what, what um, Jules Maria is talking about is that lead magnet, which I often refer to as an opt-in <coughs> because you're asking for their name <laughs> and their email. Um, this is gold. I mean, I, I, I drill this in so much, Jules. I don't know why they don't realize that that having people's emails is the gold. You control it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is uh, we want to see some places, either at the top, it's often in the footer at the bottom, the icons on the page. When I go to a person's website, I want to just click the F for Facebook and wind up on their Facebook page. I, I, it's, I need to be able to get to their Twitter page, to their LinkedIn, to their email. And mm-hmm. by the way, Google My Business does not have an icon. You're, that is only, uh, that's a piece for the search engine. You could have a link on your footer that says, please write a review for us on Google, 
but it's not something that you're just going to get an icon for. But my whole point is I often don't see any icons at all. And then I have to go to Facebook, and I have to search in the search bar to find them. Don't, don't make me do that. Just put the icons on the page. <laughs> That's another yeah. important piece. <laughs> well, and don't make me – and let me just – this is my pet peeve. Don't make me go crazy trying to find out how to contact you. If I want to call you or if I want to email you, don't have it buried or, or non-existent. That's my, that is my other pet peeve. Uh, huge. Yeah. More and more sites do not have a phone number. I've encouraged all of my clients, one has said no, but I've encouraged everybody to put their phone number out there. And so sometimes it's up at the very top where the logo is, and sometimes it's, again, in the footer. The footer should have all of your information, how to contact you. That should be the easy way to email you. But sometimes I email someone in the contact, that contact box, and they don't reply. I often get better results messaging them through Facebook than I ever get through the contact box. All right. Jules, we have 30 seconds. One more nugget, and then we're going to have to say adios to everybody. I My best suggestion is touch everything on your website, on your social media channels. Check everything. Check settings. Check profile. Check notifications. Check everything. Don't just say I'm going to post it and forget about it. Look at the <laughs> insights. Look at what these channels provide for you pivot when it's working pivot when it's not working be in touch with your people get them engaged by writing things that matter oh i love that write things that matter isn't that what we're all supposed to be doing jules marie (laughs) thank you so much for being with us today and for all of you it's a great writing week it's a great year to publish even in the midst of COVID. We'll talk to you later, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each 